Let's go to the reading of the word today. Acts 1, 1 through 8 is where we're going to start. We do have a secondary text today, Acts 2 through 6. And um, I bet you guessed we'd be somewhere in the book of Acts on Pentecost Sunday, didn't you? You probably knew that already. This first verse, the treatise to Theophilus. I don't know if he was Theophilus person or he was Theophilus looking or if it was a bad baby name he just got or something, but you don't want the name Theophilus. It is available in 2022, popular baby names, just so you know. I'm stalling while you find the verse. Is everybody there? If you're there, say amen. If you're not, say wait on me. All right, we're good to go. Acts chapter 1, verse 1 through 8 says, The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach, until the day in which he was taken up. After that, he through the Holy Ghost had given commandment unto the apostles, whom he had chosen. Everybody say chosen. Important. To whom also he showed himself alive after his passion. It's good to know that it was Jesus' passion because his passion can accomplish and destroy every other human passion. Amen? By any means, by many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days and spending or speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father and t- which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Someone said amen. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said, it is not. He said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons. He said, it's not for you to know the time when it's going to happen. The chronos is what we have for our watches, time. Or the season or segment of time. The Father put in his own power. That's a different power than the next power we're going to hear about. Exousius is that power. But this next power says, but ye shall receive dunamis, power, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Anybody experience that here? How many know the power of the Holy Ghost came upon you? Amen. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and in the uttermost parts of the earth. You were made to be outside. You were made to take this to other places. You were made to be a witness. Amen. Key component of the Holy Spirit is to make you a witness to all the world to your family and to friends. Acts 2, 1 through 6. And all the people that love to be outside said amen. All the outdoorsy people said amen. Holy Ghost makes me go outside. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, in other words, there was a time set for this to happen. There was a prevailing moment. They were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. You could quote it. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. 
And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire that sat upon each of them. It's made to sit upon each of us. Amen. Hallelujah. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them the ability or the utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem devout men out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confused because they heard every man or they because that every man heard them speak in his own language. In other words, when you get filled with the Spirit, the Holy Ghost gives you the ability to speak that new language. And it's either a language of the angels in heaven or men on earth. Amen? But it is a language you have never known before. And that language is the sound. It's when God fills you up, it spills out the lip of the vessel. Amen? It spills over the brim and it comes out your mouth. That is the power of Pentecost. And I want to just tell you that spirit is pervasive. That spirit is pervasive. It's, it's worse than creeping Charlie in your front yard. It'll, it'll get into everything, amen? It's, it's a prevailing spirit. So this Pentecostal experience today I'm preaching about is a prevailing Pentecost, amen? Hallelujah. Lord, bless the word. Bless everybody here. Thank you for letting us be in your house on Pentecost Sunday. We ask you to bless our children. Is there a way being taught in our kids' life? And just give us a wonderful day in your presence. And everybody said amen. You may be seated. A prevailing Pentecost. I wonder if you know that God created you not just to survive, but he created you to thrive. In creation, we see that God spoke and things were made. And then when he got ready to make man, he got his hands involved and he got to work making man. Amen? And then he breathed, the Bible says, the breath of life into man. And when we see that breath of life moving into man, we understand that God uses the Holy Spirit in creation and then we see them in the upper room being recreated by the power of the Spirit, and God uses that wind in recreation. It is still the same power of that Holy Spirit moving from beginning to rebeginning. It's moving from the birth of the world and the things that took place in creation into the new birth of man from the fall. And I'm thankful to know that when the wind moves, it makes a noise. When the wind comes, it makes a sound. Whenever I got filled with the Holy Ghost, I was seven. I'm 40 years old as of June 4th yesterday in the Holy Ghost, and I have never had a better day than the next day with Jesus. Every day gets better with him. Amen. And so I want you to know that there are things that we appreciate about the power of the Holy Ghost, and that is that it is a prevailing spirit. It is a spirit that is a conquering spirit. It conquers the conqueror of this age. It, it prevails over the things that are prevailing in this world. It's a power inside of you that makes you not just survive, but makes you thrive. It makes you want to do better and be stronger and have more accomplishment. It, it gives you the ability to prevail. Someone could say amen to that, I believe. Of course, we know that prevailing has a, several meanings. The main meanings is it's an adjective, and it means existing at a particular time, a current, 
And the sentence that they use is the unfavorable prevailing economy or economic conditions that we're in. And so what they're saying is that there are things that can prevail or stay in place for a while but then go away. And the Spirit of God is a prevailing experience. I'm thankful that we have a church that can offer the world an experience of the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm preaching today to people that have experienced something greater than just a faith in God. I, I'm preaching to people that have experienced something more than just speaking about him, but they have the spirit living inside of them. It's not about just talking about Jesus. It's about living with him inside of you. We have treasures in earthen vessels, amen? We have a treasure chest, and it's full of the Holy Ghost, amen? I'm so thankful to God that we are offering a fallen, broken, detached, and disconnected world, the power and experience of the Holy Ghost, because the church will never grow just talking about Jesus. The church grows when it experiences Jesus, and the church that is still offering the world a true saving, come out of your hopelessness experience, is the power of Pentecost, that prevailing experience of Pentecost, and I'm thankful for it, having appealed to the people of God to stay in the upper room till you are endued with power from on high. This power is the power out of sin. This power is the way when there is no way. This power is the path that you need when you don't know which path to take. It does not go away. It is a prevailing spirit, and it makes you come alive every day. For the outer man, Brother Roy, perishes. We know this scripture. The outer man perishes day by day. The inner man is renewed, but the outer man perishes. And I wish that I could cut that test sometimes and have nothing but unlimited energy. Anybody want to join me there? I wish I could do some things and have time on my hands, like more than 24 hours to get some things done. But when we're strapped to certain parameters, I want you to know that the flesh may be weak at times, but the spirit is always willing. Amen. That there is a power inside of us that moves and that pervasive or prevailing spirit wants to lift us up every time we reach for him. Having most appeal or influence is what prevailing means. Having the most appeal or influence prevalent, the prevalent mood in one of hope rather than expectation does not progress or does not go on to achieve strength. In other words, it's what this definition is saying is, is a person that has something prevailing in their life will go on to strength, and if they don't have it, they will not survive. They will not have strength. I, have a, I obviously have to deal with certain things at work, being in the occupation that I'm in, and I read certain documents, and one of the documents I have to read is a death certificate. And on the death certificate, usually in smaller smaller cases or, or young when young kids pass away, there's sometimes a situation where it says FTT, and I, I, I was reminded 
reminded of this in a devotion by Brother Gurley this week about the, the FTT label or diagnosis that they put on the death certificate. It's usually a secondary but, or, or, or tertiary reason. But what they do is when they write the death certificate, they give you a cause or reason why the person expired. And usually it's in young children, sometimes SIDS, death, different things like that. But it, it just puts FTT or failure to thrive. The failure to continue, it's an anticipated thing that we are supposed to continue. We're supposed to thrive. We're supposed to not just survive. We're not supposed to just make it. And if you live in survival mode long enough, you'll fatigue every bit of your body. In other words, you're not supposed to stay in just survival mode. You're supposed to live in a a thriving space. And that's what the Spirit of God does. It makes you prevail. It is the anticipated and expected outcome of the church that God will help the church, that's us, to prevail. Amen? The Spirit, that same Spirit that was poured out on the day of Pentecost in the upper room where the 120 stayed and waited and prayed and the Spirit of God came in like a rushing mighty wind, that same Spirit that created and moved in the beginning is still creating and moving in this church right now. When you were lifting your hands, praising God, saying more of you, that creative spirit was dancing through your life, going, I'll create something here, I'll change something there, I'll help something here. And while you may not even detect it till time goes on and you live into those blessings, I can tell you that God moves and God changes while we're sitting here. God does something different when we worship him. The spirit of God was poured out on them in the same way that the Spirit is creating and renewing us. It's not just that a spirit of performance. It's not just a spirit to do. It's a spirit that gives you the will to do. It's like, it's like having the ability to do something and running out of energy and just, I can't go anymore, and that spirit sweeps in and says, yeah, you can go a little bit further. I'll help you. He gives you the power to do things you never thought you could do. He gives you the ability to stay in places where you thought it was too difficult, and then you find that you were right at the edge of a breakthrough. Have you ever been there before where you just thought, I I can't go anymore, and you just took one more step, and the clouds cleared, and things changed, and suddenly you're in a completely different space? Somebody here may be in that moment, and I want you to know you will prevail because the Holy Ghost is in you, and it won't let you give up. It won't let you stop. It won't let you keep going. In fact, the devil doesn't know how to fight against that because he wants you to quit. He wants you to throw in the towel. He wants you to say it's not worth it. He wants you to, to give up on the things that you thought would be good in your life that seemed to never turn out. But the thing is that the Holy Spirit is working for you, in you, and through you, and the enemy cannot fight somebody that won't stay down. The enemy cannot cannot do anything with someone who simply will not give up. You don't have to have the talent. You don't have to have the skills. You don't even have to have the training. You simply have to have a do not give up spirit. And there is a prevailing force inside of the power of the Holy Ghost and the experience of pinnacle in your life that will not let you give up. It'll make you take another step. It'll make you walk out of addiction. It'll make you lay down a bottle and never walk back. It'll give you the hope and joy that you thought you could never find. It'll give you a new life in Christ Jesus. It'll give you a new way out. Amen. He still fills. He still renews. He still enjoins his power to mankind. He still makes us and molds us in his name and his power. He still gets his hands involved with the power of the Holy Ghost. 
He still falls on people. He still moves, amen? And he still baptizes with the Holy Ghost. Baptism is the words that are used. We see he fills people. He falls on people. He moves, and he still baptizes. All these words used for the Holy Ghost being poured out, it still happens today, and it's a prevailing spirit. Amen? It's a prevailing experience. We're not coming to church today just to read an old book. We're not coming here to talk about a man that died and went in a tomb. We're talking about a spirit of God that was resurrected out of that tomb, came to live in our life, and we still offered the experience of the power of the Holy Ghost and the way that they knew they had it when they went to preach in another city and they thought, hey, this Holy Ghost experience was just for us in the upper room. No, it's a prevailing spirit. It's going to spread. It's never going to stay in one place. It's never going to stay in one culture. It's never going to stay in one people group. It's never going to live within your label. It's never going to like it when you close it off or box it in and say only these people can have it and those people can. That's not the prevailing Pentecost I know. The Pentecost I know says while Peter still preached, the Holy Ghost fell upon them and they knew they had received the Holy Ghost for they heard them speak with tongues. In other words, when you get this prevailing spirit, somebody else will hear that you've had a change in your life. You will hear with your own ears that the power of God is now resident inside of you. There is something about this spirit. It not only moves in your life personally, but it moves the church globally. Amen. It is a prevailing Pentecost throughout this world. And you have to understand that that spirit is not comfortable being locked down or tied up. The spirit of God is a, is not just a survival spirit. It's a prevailing spirit. It will cause you to prevail over the prevailer. I said that already. It'll cause you to be triumphant. Amen. It makes the church triumphant. It's what makes the church holy. Amen. It was, it's what makes the church the bride of Christ. It was it, what makes us spotless without, without wrinkle or any such thing. He performs it through the power of his spirit. Amen. I heard someone say that we want to, if we want to win the battle, we need to make it impossible for the enemy to even weaponize. Make it possible for the person that wants to do harm to even weaponize themselves. That's not even scriptural because the Bible says no weapon formed against you. There's going to be weapons formed no matter how you try to fix that problem. Just so you know, I'm not being political right now. But I want you to understand that the enemy has formed weapons against you. But with the prevailing spirit of God inside you, no weapon can prosper against you. There's no weapon formed against you that can prevail over the prevailing Pentecostal power that is inside of you. The power of God is greater. Amen. Then any power generated by man, any plan contrived by man. You can't even get the things right whenever you try and you prevail and you plan and you, you scheme and you even have the, the help of evil forces. You won't even get it right even then because the devil didn't even know what was happening when Jesus died on the cross. And the Bible says that if the enemy had known what Jesus was doing, saving the world, dying on one cross, he would have never crucified him. So even if man makes a 
good plan and the enemy comes along and says, I'll help you with that. That spirit is not a prevailing spirit, amen? That plan is not a plan that can succeed ultimately because there is a spirit in the earth, amen, somebody, that is so powerful that it can take everything and turn it to good regardless of, regardless of what weapons are formed against you. It's a spirit that helps you. And somebody said, yes. It is just a power that cannot be stopped. It's an anointing that cannot be taken out of your life. When you are filled with the Holy Ghost, you start breaking chains off. You start leaving stuff behind. You start starving out distractions. You start saying, I don't, I don't want that in my life anymore. Why? The Holy Ghost is prevailing into those areas. It's stepping into closed closets, and it's saying, this needs to be cleaned out. I got blood to cover those old skeletons. I got things to do. I got places to be, and I got people to pray for and, and plans in place by the power of God's word. There is nothing that can stop the power of God's spirit creating and invading into your life even deeper. And when you get a little bit uncomfortable with what you feel God is doing, don't worry. He's just taking some stuff out so he can put better things in. Amen. God said it was good in the day of creation when this spiritual power was creating the earth brought forth and the seas brought forth and the skies brought forth. And it's a picture of prevailing. It's a picture of thriving in the earth. And even though we see that in the earth, why would we not think God would do it in the spirit? As he birthed the earth, how much more would he do it in the new birth in our spirit? As you see it in creation, understand, whatever you see bud in spring, whatever you see grow up and have its seed inside of it to reproduce, think of that then in the spiritual birth way as well. Understand that the beauty of creation is only to speak a picture to us of the beauty of salvation. Somebody help me preach. Whatever you are overwhelmed with when you look at the skies, the stars, the moon, the, the things that are mammoth and make you feel small, all of those things are just there simply to speak of the power of Elohim, of the power of God Almighty. And what he does in creation, he does in recreation. What he does in the power of his might in creation, he does in the power of that prevailing Pentecostal experience. Thank God for that. Found, found so much beauty in creation when I was a young person. I, I, I would live in it. I would go out in it. I had no idea I was poor. I had no idea when we had an apple for a snack instead of other things, when we had an orange in our stocking for Christmas time, I thought that was normal. Thought everybody got oranges and walnuts in their stocking. <laughs> I don't know. I'm making stuff up now. Maybe, maybe you got something else in your stocking. I have no idea, but I had no idea we were poor because we lived out in nature. We spent time in God's creation. There's nothing more beautiful than that. You know, you'll have no idea what you will miss in this world if you just live in the prevailing power of Pentecost. You will miss nothing. 
You will not have the baggage. You will not have the mental stresses. You will not have the layover of concerns. You will not have the consequences of bad decision, raising kids and having to fight with things and struggle. All these different things that come from the choices of sin. I promise you, if you are in that place, there is a power that can make you prevail even in those consequences, even in those moments, even in those falling downs. God can pick you up and you don't have to look at your life and say look at all the trouble I have you can say look at all the success I'm going to have because God's going to take every mistake every problem every hurt every pain and he's going to bless it and he's going to cause it to bring forth and he's going to cause it to prosper if you will just give it to him and let that prevailing Pentecostal spirit take over in your life. I don't have a message of, that lacks hope here today. I have a message that turns people around. And if you think you have been unblessed by God, if you think you've just been spiritually poor, I want you to know that you need to get full of the Holy Ghost. And you'll find out your riches don't come from this world. You'll find out your wealth is in Christ Jesus alone. And you'll find out he's enough. Amen? You'll get to a point in your walk with God where you go, Jesus is enough. Take this whole world and give me Jesus. You struggle long enough. You drive enough nice things, and you have enough nice things. Pretty soon you go, you know what? You can take this. This doesn't make me happy. And you realize that Jesus is the only thing that can make you really happy. And Jesus is the only thing that won't give you bad consequences, difficulties, struggles, and trials. His burden is light, and his way is easy, my friend, compared to the weights and the stresses of this world. From creation of the earth, he thrived. And in man's deeds and outcomes, he can thrive again. Regardless of what you've been through, regardless of where you are, if you let that Holy Ghost Spirit get to moving inside of you and you submit to that in every area of life, he just starts moving. And he changes things. Amen? If there's anyone in Scripture that has a name that means Pentecost, it's Noah. His name means rest and comfort. I don't know if you've ever studied the life of Noah. Wouldn't you want to know about a man who prevailed over everything? He got literally, he got above it all in a boat that God helped him to create. Can you imagine that, pulling a permit for a boat on your driveway that's 75 feet by 40 feet? (laughs) Uh, The neighbors would be calling in to the HOA. Somebody would be upset. I'm telling you, you wouldn't get a permit for that. He starts building this thing, and he's believing God, and that spirit, the prevailing spirit, lifted him up above that flood, the reset of all mankind. Thank God for the grace that was found on Noah. Amen? The Bible has said he was a perfect man in his generation. He walked with God. And Genesis 7 gives us a beautiful picture of the prevailing power of that spirit that taught him how to build the boat. He was just a spring chicken at 480 years old. He was a baby, (laughs) just skipping along. And that Holy Spirit tapped him on the shoulder and said, I'm going to give you 120 years to build a boat, and then I'm going to reset this planet because man's days are evil continually. But then you get into Genesis 7 and watch what happens. And they went in unto Noah into the ark, two 
and two of all flesh. He said, get the, get the basis of all animals and bring them in. He didn't have to go get them. They came to him because the power of the Holy Spirit was moving to give us a prevailing place in God to survive. It was a survival first to thrive then. Where is the breath of life. And then it says this in the next verse. It says, and they went in, went in male and female of all flesh. And God had commanded him and the Lord shut him in. In other words, God shut the door and said, I'm going to keep you. They had built this ark and they had pitched it within and without. It's like a slimy tar type of thing that sealed the boat, kept the water out. And so the, the picture of the boat is not a, a boat with navigation. It's not a boat that has the ability to drive. It's not a boat that you have the ability to turn left or right. It's basically a floating box is what they went into. And they waterproofed it with slime or some sort of material. They pitched it. And the same thing is true in Scripture. It talks about us being the vessel of God, that the Spirit seals us from things that can destroy us. Amen? That this prevailing Spirit gets inside of you and keeps things out that would want to destroy your heart and your mind. Do you understand what I'm saying the most mentally stable individuals are people that fall in love with Jesus. The most heart secure people are people that live under the prevailing power of the Pentecostal experience. Understand that there's no better place to be than in God's kingdom. My friend, Jesus will do you good. Jesus will do you good. He is good and he is righteous and he is holy and he will do you good all your days. I promise you that. And so they go in and the water increased and bare up the ark and it was lift up above the earth. And the next verse says something very interesting about the power of the waters. It says that it prevailed over the earth. That's the word that I'm using today. And the waters prevailed and were increased greatly upon the earth and the ark went upon the face of the waters. In other words, God built something in him and gave him the ability to build something for them that prevailed over what was going to prevail in this earth. Can I preach for a minute, Aaron? The things that are prevailing in our world, hear me, brothers and sisters, the things that are trying to destroy our world right now, the things that are prevailing in news and media. We have the power of the Holy Ghost in us. And the Bible has promised through the example of Noah that we will have rest and comfort in these times, even in troubled time, even in tumultuous time, even when the greatest storms that hit the earth, they rose above them. I feel an Easter spirit. We can rise above it. Amen. And I'm telling you today as I wrap this sermon up that we are the prevailing church. We are the prevailing people. We are the prevailing holy ones of God. We have his holiness in us, and that gives us the power of God to prevail. We are going to rise above these things, and the picture given to us through Noah is his life represents us living with God in us, in the ark of God, and so as it rose up on the water and floated and they survived, we too can have the ability to prevail over everything in this world right now. Whatever happens tomorrow will prevail. Whatever happens next year will prevail.
In 20 years, if the Lord tarries and we don't get called home with a trumpet, we'll still be prevailing as the church. The church will still be here if it's persecuted. If we got to shut down those cameras and we can't put the truth of God's word out on the airwaves anymore, we will still be here prevailing. Amen. Nothing can stop the power of God that worketh within us and in this church. That's what I'm saying. You're a prevailing people. You're a winning people. You're a victorious people. You have power that won't let you fail forever. You are a failing, an unfailing people. Would you stand with me today? Thank you, God, for a spirit that won't let me even give up. When I wanted to give up, it wouldn't let me give up. It kicked my butt a few times, yes. Kicked me in the pants, pushed a leg out and said, take another step. It told me to keep going. That even when you keep going, when you don't feel like it, sooner or later, you're like, you know what? I'm still walking this thing. You know what? I've had a few things happen, and I didn't know why they happened, but look at me. God still has me standing, and and I know that maybe I fall sometimes, and I don't get up sometimes, but my mission is not to just keep going. Sometimes he says, stand, therefore. Sometimes all I can do is stand, but I'm still in the will of God, even when I'm only standing. I'd like to be moving, but if I'm stuck standing, I'm not stuck out of the will of God. I'm still in the will of God. When you've done everything you can do, stand. Stand therefore, amen. Just stand and keep standing, and God will show you the next place to prevail. (laughs) I'm so lit up right now. I feel the help of the Holy Ghost in this house. Hallelujah. Birds who nest on the ground, I'm wrapping up. Birds who nest on the ground lay twice as many eggs as birds who nest in trees. You know why? Because skunks and minks and other animals come in and steal the eggs. Brook trout and salmon. I grew up around salmon. Caught so many salmon in Alaska. It was silly. But brook trout lay 50,000 eggs to only have a few fingerlings make it. And did you know that for you to eat one apple, it takes 3,000 leaves on that tree and the photosynthesis needed to produce that one apple? Next time you bite into an apple, say, thank God for 3,000 leaves. It's the the treat that keeps the doctor away. (laughs) 3,000 leaves. And the tree has thousands of leaves more to survive. There is something powerful in you that the devil cannot kill. (laughs) It's the Pentecostal experience. And it still happens today. And if you want it, you can have it. If you want it, you can have it. If you just ask the Lord for it, oh, you may start small and build. You may grow in this relationship with God. But I tell you what, the most immature, the most, the most smallest infant in the kingdom of God has more power than everything in the spiritual world that, have, that is of darkness. The very fledgling, the very finger, the very smallest moments of recreation in the spirit puts a power inside of somebody that makes them more powerful and more dangerous than anything else in this world against the spirits of darkness. And because you live, and because he lives in you, you can face tomorrow. You can. Tomorrow's going to be better. 
I promise you that. You've been through a lot. You struggle a lot. Tomorrow's going to be better. Because the spirit inside you won't let it be anything less. Won't let it be anything less. And you're headed to a beautiful place. It's better than any man can conceive. Better than any mind can think up. Because the spirit, that prevailing Pentecostal spirit inside of you, won't let it be anything less. And when you say, well, here goes nothing, just so you know, your spirit inside you goes, no, here goes everything. I'm about to set something off in your life. And you don't even have to perceive it yet, but the prevailing Pentecostal experience is working for you. It's more, there's more to come, brothers and sisters. Would you lift your hands? I pray over this church that the enemy might diagnose them with failure to thrive somewhere in their life. But that prevailing power of Pentecost steps in and says, no, not today, devil. Not here. Your label doesn't work over this person. Your power is not here to take away anything that I've given them. You cannot depress them. You cannot oppress them. They are spiritually driven by a power that has set the earth free. And I'm asking somebody in this room that has a a failure to thrive in some area of their life that that place gets regenerated right now by the power of the Holy Ghost, that there is a release in this house right now that the help of the Holy Ghost comes in and they are changed forever in this moment. And they believe again that you, God, have the power to work it out. That you, God, are doing new things in them. That you are going to fall in their life. And you're going to set down on them again. And you're going to baptize them again. And you're going to do it over and over and over. And when they feel like they're just surviving, the Spirit of God is going to stir up inside of them and say, No, I'm working on some thriving things for you. It's woven into your very being because you're touched with a prevailing Pentecost. Somebody needs to hear that today. But the enemy meant for evil. God is working for good. And I rejoice again and again and again in my God's power to make me prevail. I open this altar to somebody who needs to take something that looks like it's not thriving and give it to Jesus. Why don't you come? Why don't you fall on your knees and say, God, fall on me afresh. Fall on me new and make my heart believe that you can change from the very core and fiber of my being, that you can turn things around, that God has got this and God is working it out in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, pray over this song. Pray in your name, in the name of Jesus. Ask the Lord to touch you. If you need the Holy Ghost, you can pray and receive the Holy Ghost today in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. There's a power that prevails. nothing worth more that could ever come close. No thing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence, Lord. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves. 
where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone. Your presence, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. Oh 